right, everyone, we are back with the next episode of the Raiders Rambles. I am Jolt, chief host of the show, and joining me as usual is none other than my co-host, Avira. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Hope everyone's doing fantastic today. Mm, yeah, I am. And I hope there's nothing in the air that's causing everyone to mysteriously get sick or anything like that, which is what happened to me this whole past week and a half. Oof. Yeah, that, that was me last week. A couple days. Pretty uh, pretty bad fever. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it, because I was like, everyone around my work was like, oh, you, oh, you brought a disease from America. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm glad you're feeling a bit better today. You know, tea helps, right? Don't of forget, sharing tea. is caring. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And, as always, we have, joining us today, as always, the interim host who I've, I thought I'd forgotten about, but I haven't, Noble. And good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, and whatever the hell time it is on your end of the world. Yeah, I know. I've been busy the past, I know, I've been out of it the past, God knows how many weeks. I, I was like, oh, when Noble going to get back on? So, so, real sorry about that, but now you're back on. Yay. <laughs> Yay. And joining us again is none other than Ali. <laughs> awesome. We're back to being a doggo. <laughs> I should give you a title for that just for this episode is a doggo. All right. <laughs> so, um, a lot of stuff has been happening this past week and a good bit. And onto a bit of housekeeping and stuff. One side news. Um, I know sports ball fever is a, is a thing. And I know a lot of people were actually excited and happy the US team lost. That is true. Yes. Uh, that is unfortunately true, and <laughs> didn't wasn't it like a zero. Yes, it was zero zero, and then yeah. it went to penalties, and then right. everybody even missed, including even you know, the famed, what well, you know, the famed colored hair mistress herself, Megan Rapinoe, <laughs> also missed and got and got mocked for hell and back for it. Yeah, and most Americans were voting for what was it Sweden, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you're here, you know, you can give your friend Terry a big, a big thanks for that one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll uh, congratulate him on his victory. <laughs> That's right. I mean, this is at the end of the day what happens if you, um, you go that way and you vote and you don't love your country. Play for it. Yeah. Super lame. But they had it coming anyway, and I'm just happy, you know, the United States won't pick up another title. So there's that. Um, on to other, there's still a lot more other side news that we may or may not have missed on our time with all these absences. Who's seen the season one trailer for Lackadaisy? I think I have. It was some time ago, though. Yeah. Wait, wasn't that the one we talked about, like, the, the first um, episode? Yeah, we know. Yep. We had the pilot episode, and everybody was taken back by it, but now I think they're legit full-on going to make it, like, an animated series out of it. You know, season oh. one, all these episodes. Hmm. I wasn't expect. you know, we all thought it was a one-and-done thing, right? But, well, come on, it was from so what cool. I From what I caught, from what uh, the fans were talking about, this is a long-running comic series that mm-hmm. they wanted to produce into an uh, actual full-on cartoon. And, you know, it just takes time. And it seems like they were able to build up enough uh, momentum with the, you know, pilot they made that they're able to continue on, which is great. Yeah. Like, reactions across the board were amazing, even for, for that pilot, too. It was... It really is a triumph for, like, traditional animation. Yeah, I mean, memorable characters, they had a good music score, uh, voice acting, I mean, pretty much everything about it was great. And, yeah. you know, it has furries in it, so that's a double <laughs> plus. I mean, come on. Yeah, what more like, What more do you want? 
yeah, like the cinematography for that as well was um it was something else. Mm. So we actually, you know, one season we're looking forward to like all, all these, you know, a full-on series with many episodes. What's not to like about that, eh? So there is an actual trailer that was released relatively recently, right? That's correct. Ah, I have not seen it yet. Okay. Oh, cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it was just released a few weeks ago, kind of recently. Like, But we were so occupied with having fun, it was, you know... Yeah, I was planning and doing all kinds of stuff for the con and everything, so I, I just missed it. Oh, well. Nah, but you know what? Something to look forward to for sure, for sure. So, yay for that. All right. So, let us get started on the, um, really the big meat and bones for this week's episode. So, first, first item. <clears throat> Denfer. Military cosplay. Now... Just to ask a simple question, does this include police uniforms? Um, I don't, I don't know. It, it might, because they tried to do this a couple of years ago at Anthro. No, A and E. Right, tactical. You couldn't allow to wear police SWAT tactical gear and all that sort of stuff. Well, it wasn't like necessarily you weren't allowed to. It's like the German Shepherd personas. That were, you know, police dogs, like police themed, like my buddy Ace, like that that happened to him. Like they were harassed by other people because you support the police. Oh, how dare you, you fascist. And like they were legit getting bullied for it. So this is actually an official policy based on the military. Let's see uh the hope oh, at the hotel. Okay. Okay. Denver that Denver's hotel asked that any tactical gear, military spec or paramilitary gear and clothing not be worn as cosplay at the venue. This does not include cut pants or cargo pants, shirts or tank tops and or luggage. All right. So they're basically, mm. I'm assuming they're referring to official uniform and not uh, what would be classified as casual clothing. Right. Right. You know, government issued uniforms and all that and what have you. Is that what they're actually saying? They said, what? There's more to that. Like, let's read on. In the simplest of terms, if you want to cosplay something from Call of Duty, that is a no-go. If you want to cosplay as Master Chief, that's fine. Now okay. I've got a problem with that. I'm sorry, but I do have a problem with that because technically it's not a real military um, outfit, but technically it is you know, a military outfit, just Fake. Right. Like, where do you at. where do you draw the line between you know reality and suspension of disbelief? And well, when they discriminate with video games, I mean things are getting weird. Or like you know, what about from TV series and what have you? Ah. What about if you walk in there wearing a Stargate setup? <laughs> oh wait, that's the Air Force, but would that count? Probably. What I'm about, sure they could like, find a problem with called? it. Oh, the old, old school movies, you know, if you want to play Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, let's keep reading on. But any realistic military gear is of concern as it puts non-convention hotel guests in a concerned state. No, wait, wait. Non-guest? Non-convention hotel guests. Just people who go, you know, book a room at the hotel, not for the purposes of attending Denver. Yeah, I call bullshit on that because nobody's complaining about that. Zero people have a problem. Hang I, on, just come just, on. Just out, of, just out of curiosity, with con stuff, if someone's not attending the actual con itself, why do they matter when it comes to who's attending the event? Now, I can understand about something like noise complaints or complaints about destruction. You know, people going around putting stickers on poles and that sort of shit, by all means. But the actual attendees, unless they're doing something like running around butt naked or, you know, masturbating right. in public, it's, I mean... 
I mean, it's like got some. Maybe it's got something to do with shared venue space usage because most cons basically share a space with the hotel that they're hosting it in. So you've got, you know. So yeah. What? So you have to conform to the non-furs there. That. What if you're like in a fursuit and you have like a military like outfit on? Is that a problem? Like, if you have a belt or a sash or something, is that, like, all the... Well, this is stupid. Right. Let's keep reading on. To reiterate, this means items such as tactical harnesses with webbing, plate carriers, combat helmets with face coverings, combat gloves, and any other paraphernalia that may be worn over regular clothing of a military or tactical nature are not being allowed at the venue. Wearing an actual military uniform is a different matter. You may wear your dailies or dress uniform if you're an active duty service member or a veteran. You must provide your military ID or VA card to con ops if asked. Okay, so then why is that okay, but everything else isn't? I mean, I, I'm glad at least, you know, the veterans and you know, actual military people, they can uh, do that if they want to. But... I don't know. Something about this doesn't seem right. Mm. Uh, to be honest, it might sound a bit harsh, but why aren't they blocking um, actual service personnel from not attending if they don't want people who are dressing up you know, playing as if they are? Because I think oh. non-furry guests probably like are you know some military people come do there you know they come like off duty or whatever. Maybe. Well, what about the? It's like with that German Shepherd one, for instance. I mean, ban that, but uh, active military, you're going to allow? Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> All right, let's keep going on. But most of the stuff. Okay, so this is in part due to an uptick in imposters and stolen valor actors that have caused issues at this hotel. Wait, so does anyone know exactly what they're talking about? Like people with stolen valor, basically they pretend to be war heroes that say, oh, I got, you know. Yeah, but dressing up in a Stargate uniform as a fairy versus someone actually calling stolen valor is a bit of a different scenario (laughs) because I'm pretty sure if you're wearing the tags and everything for um, Mm -hmm. the SGC or whatever, it it doesn't look military. At least people attending, you'd hope, would understand that it's not military. Mm -hmm. You'd hope someone actually doing invest. You'd hope the police would know the difference. Yeah. Or, you know, they have that on and they have a tail. (laughs) It's like... Mm-hmm. Now, keep see. We keep reading. Now, if your first suit has some tactical gear based around it, the hotel will allow that. What? What? Then what the hell are they saying? The hotel, not Denver. Oh my god! So then... at the end of the day, it's an issue that has um, manifested with the hotel that they're hosting the convention space at. Yeah, but they don't say that directly. First sentence, he said... Oh, no, hang on, the hotel asked for any tactical gear. Okay, so this is in Denver, this is company policy. That's in Denver's hotel that they're hosting it at, that's... Right. Yeah, that's one of those things, so it's the Sheraton Denver downtown. Okay. Now, we'll, um, we'll keep fitting through this, but here's another big one that I kind of want to highlight, and we'll go through the discussion from there. Currently, with the country's political and social climate around firearms and paramilitary-style weaponry and gear, the hotel wants to keep that image out of the venue. Okay, then. So, mm. like, is it? Did the hotel really ask them to do this? I 
well, I would believe so. Otherwise, they wouldn't have to be issuing a statement like this. Other, or in other cases, you'd, you'd find another hotel that would be amenable to hosting the convention. So, really. So really, who's the one that's jumping the gun here? Who's the one that's who's the one that's really at fault here? Is it Denfer or is it the hotel? Has Denfer done anything like this in recent years? No, not not in recent years. No, not to my knowledge. Hmm. And they've been at the same hotel for quite some time, right? Like this isn't a new location. Yeah. By, by the way, this is actually in Canada, not in America. Correct? This is in correct? the United States, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. Okay, sorry, I Denver, thought this was Canada. No, 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 no. <coughs> no, 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 no. So Denver has been going on for what many years? Same hotel, uh, more or less, since the rebranding. Maybe about twenty eighteen and onwards. All right, still, that's that's quite a bit. Yeah, 2018 since the rebranding, and I oh yeah, from there, and then from there on, it's now it's a hotel that seems to have a venue. So, really, at the end of the day, you would think that the issue at hand is where the you know is where the venue, the event of the you know, the venue the event has held has held that has just basically made this. Just the biggest problem, the big problem to gripe with. Hmm. So, Ali, uh, do you have any opinions on this? Uh, I don't have a lot of lot to say on it, other than I just think that sort of thing is ridiculous. Because, like what you were talking about, it it has never been an issue, and until until now apparently like yeah, yeah weird, i just right? thought i just thought it was dumb like it's um it's maybe it's like an over the top overreaction to you know to something that's yeah. been innocuous because it's it doesn't help that it's not made so clear because it's like you know you can't you can't just walk around wearing that sort of gear but you know they're trying to make concessions for fursuiters if they yeah. if they got you know gear incorporated as part of their character, honestly, if I had that sort of gear, I would I would wear it to a convention since oh, I'm a oh, heck yeah. since I'm a German Shepherd and I'm not a knockoff old yeller. By the way, the haters that were saying that shit online, get it right. <laughs> I'm a German Shepherd, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> right on. You know, if I had. Like it's like you said, if you had all this mil you know, if your character incorporated military gear as part of their as part of their shtick or whatever it is by design, you name it, you'd wear it, right? Yeah. Hundred percent. Like you'd you'd bring the like, whole nine yards to the con and show it off. Like I don't know character in it. Yeah, like I don't know if their reason on that is for like if it's like quote unquote offensive or something like that, but if that was the case like I just want to say this, like to the people out there, not all cops are are bastards. Like yes, there are going to be shitty cops, but not all cops are like that. So y'all need to get y'all shit together, like and stop shitting on on cops. And yeah, yeah, and even like uh, police furries too. Like I was saying earlier, I've literally seen it happen. People were told to like take their vests off or, or something or like their badges because it it's offensive and, and like mm -hmm. what people were literally like banned from chats and stuff for, for this for like literally zero reason it's nuts yeah and and with this sort of thing you, we go back to the whole what's it called the whole reality versus fiction thing incorporating with fursuits it's just you know, at this point, people are going to try and find a loophole to get past all of this and say, oh, it's part of my fursuit. Well, at least you could always just rip off the uh, insignias and tags. Mm -hmm. Mostly they're attached with Velcro if you're not cheap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and that's it, mate. But I guess the whole thing is, you know, where do we draw the line of video games, right? Call of Duty? Nah. Halo? Yep. It's got to be too, like, the suspension of disbelief has to be too far high up to be okay. Is that how, is that how we're going to roll it? <laughs> I guess so. Or, like, Umbrella Corporation or something like that. Good lord. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I didn't mean to say, like, anything goofy, but, like, what I mean is, like, yeah, I just think that shit's ridiculous how they want to like r- get rid of like of how they want to start n- not allowing like first shooters to wear like fake police uniforms or whatever if it's part of their fursuit like if German Shepherd fursuiters wanted to do that for example So, what happens if it's hunting gear? That would mean it'd just be like the firearms policy in, in any case. You know, a deer wearing one of those um, hunting vests and you know, <laughs> having some uh, gear. Not the gun, mind you, yeah. or ammunition, but all the other like gear someone would go with you know, going out hunting. <laughs> yeah, tactical belts. Remember oh, how, um, what's it called? Remember how they took the... The gun out of the what's it called? A guy from Bugs Bunny. What's his name again? Elmer Fudd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They replaced it with a scythe. Go, go like that. Go like that. Do that. Just remember that the new one of him. They did away with the gun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Looney Tunes used to be damn violent. My goodness. If you like watch some of the old episodes from like the forties. Yeesh. Oh boy. But that's yeah. cartoon violence. I mean, Tom and Jerry sort of uh, took it to a comedic level, and then we got Itchy and Scratchy. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad or anything. You know, Bugs Bunny's great. Yeah. Bugs Bunny shows the kind of person you want to be, the one that makes a fool out of the fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Duck season! Rabbit season! Duck season fire! <laughs> Classic. Mm-hmm. Go wrong with that. All right. So, um, we'll, we've got another item on for this episode, and oh my goodness, this one is—it's um, going to—it's circling down the drain. This one. Um, yes, the saga with Baldur's Gate Three just keeps going on. Wait, so are they releasing, like, a full video of the whole um, bear scene, or...? Well, they've already, they already did that in the trailer. Now, the game is out, the game's been released, and it's by no means a bad game. Like, if the reviews from players are to go by. And yes, we know the bear thing was one of their big selling points. You know? You can back on with a with a... A, a bear. Granted, he's a shapeshifter druid, but still. Joel, but was no. your um, cousin getting um, support still, or? What? My, the squirrel who got traumatized that he dropped an acorn upon watching this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Joel's cousin is in therapy now because of that. <laughs> nah, he's okay. looking like, I've seen some shit. <laughs> and I want, and I need some bleach. <laughs> nah, well, I'll talk. I'll talk to my cousin about this. I'll probably like, you know, be a therapy squirrel. <laughs> so I'll be a service squirrel. That's but what no. you are already. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. But now we have so much more quirks to the whole Baldur's Gate three saga. As if the whole bear thing wasn't enough. Um, here's the first one that's there. And yes, we are basically going to cross over into 18 plus territory. So be aware of that. Well, they do say sex sells, so. 
Mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 3 lets you play the whole game completely naked. Oh, they're being welcoming to the nudist community. Why? Right. Oh, wait, this is an adult game, isn't it? Well, yeah, it, it is. should be. <laughs> yeah. And you know what the bizarre thing is? A lot of news outlets, like mainstream and all that, and games outlets, and have um have basically gone head over heels with the amount of sexual content that's in the game, and nudity content that's in the game. Gee, I wonder why. Well, sex sells, so yeah. I guess they're running with that. Yeah. And right now, it's it's pretty much going to be the only. Role-playing game that does not require you to modify it for full immersion, and it's like you know what you can probably you can it's like you can remove the clothes on anyone every and everyone and just be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wait. So you could um, have oh, <laughs> oh, that's dirty minds, dirty, dirty minds. <laughs> I love how it says, like, the NPCs, like, they don't even acknowledge it at all. Yeah. Like, that's, like that's it's just a net. Like, oh, okay. He's, here's a dude with his stinko out. Alright, so let's go on this quest and don't think about it. Yeah, you know, who needs armor? That just slows you down. Ah. Yeah, seriously. A, Dragon fire, who cares? Speed, you know, speed is my forte. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. And, yeah, live comment. Husky, can I make my character ungodly ugly? Well, if you're into that sort of thing, yes. There is, again, it's a role-playing game. you got a character creation tool, and you know what? Yeah, go crazy with it. There's a lot of customization on it, so go nuts. And then we get to this part of Baldur's Gate 3. The best thing Baldur's Gate 3 has added to Dungeons & Dragons is underpants lore. Um, <laughs> what? What? Jinx. It's like, oh, here, I've got to... Like, you, you, like, imagine this scenario for a minute, okay? You, go in, you walk into a tavern, and then you find a button, and then you ask him, you know, tell me a story, and then it's a story. I have a story, and it's about my underwear. And I'm like, and you're like, what? Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but are they going to introduce at some point the ability to date a dragon? Ooh, yeah, that'd be cool. Ooh, that's dangerous thing right there, Muddy. It's called the no, slippery. I'm, yeah. Uh, no, I'm serious. With where they're going, I mean, if you go into a dungeon, are they going to give you the option to, you know? Ask the dragon or whatever the boss is out on a date instead of fighting it. I mean, that's what Donkey did in Shrek. Oh, you have a girl yeah. dragon. I mean, that worked out for him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, now, I imagine... now, Vera, you should think more gay because, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, you're right. <laughs> I know because the fact of the matter is, the last scene that we had with the bear was um, it was a gay bear. Of course it was. <laughs> Of course it was. Like, I'm kind of curious awesome. about the uh, the underwear lore, though. Like, you walk into a tavern, right? Yeah, ah, yes. For well, these, and these the were made the, by the wizard. Tell you the story yeah. about the underwear. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it goes on, like, a long-winded tale of the journey across the mountainsides and everything crazy. Goodness. Yeah, but bits and bobs of it, it's just become... <laughs> A bit weird, um, and now you've—they've changed the inventory. The way that you can ch modify your equipment, change it out, is that you can. You no, know, there's a lot of slots for changing your equipment and all that. But and apparently, you can change your underwear or have it not there at all. You know, you play the game naked. What the heck? Go around, yeah. Go around your character playing naked, right? I'm pretty sure, like, not even GTA did something this bonkers. No, like, not every other role-playing game, like, you remove all the characters' equipment and stuff, you're, you're left with their underwear. 
which is like you know stock standard for every other character, you know, because bottles and all that. Right, because you know kids could probably get a hold of this game and play it anyway if they wanted to. Right, and even then, like with all the other role-playing games, you know, Dragon Age, Elder Scrolls, you name it, take off all their stuff, you're left with the character's underwear. Yeah, Which, true. Yeah, can't be wrong. And now, the bizarre, interesting part that Baldur's Gate 3 has done is um, that they've given you know, characters bespoke undergarments that it also gives writers an opportunity to describe them. And they have gone all out. Okay, there are some people with some, I'm guessing, like, exhibitionist fetishes or something that you know, made this game. We'll get to more of that at the moment, because it's like, imagine you've gone out there and you decide, you know what, let's think about this first. Let's do another scenario. Imagine you're part of the, you know, the writing team in Baldur's Gate 3, and then you decide, you know, let's inject a bit of humor for it. Who do you go to? to who do you go to to write this bit of humor? Do you go to... um? Do you advertise at one of those um, at a sex expo? Do you advertise to furries? What? It seems like they're doing both. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. So, I've got a question. And I would like Ali to also answer this, but um, oh no! do you think if somebody could be arrested for a long list of, well, let's just say taboos if uh, they bought this game. Mm -hmm. Because technically there are things in this game that you can do which is illegal. And I'm pretty sure you know, having it with a bear is pretty much one of them. <laughs> uh, well, what if the bear can change shape though? Yeah, it's a magical gay bear. <laughs> Yeah, what if it can turn into an anthropomorphic bear? That's That'd where cool. the werewolf question comes into mind. Because let's be real, if they <laughs> if they did that and it was and you could romance a werewolf, every single furry in the world would buy this game, if only to mack a werewolf. Oh, totally, for sure. Now I don't know about getting arrested for this, but I mean if people in real life did what is in the game, then well yeah, of course they would, because they're breaking several laws. I imagine if it would spill over into the real world, if like a parent bought this for like an eight-year-old or something, that might be a problem. Yeah, at this point, I'd find it a little difficult if someone didn't Google this game at least to find out, oh shit, I don't want my kid being able to... Yeah. To I swear. And get the crazy ideas in this game. I swear, I'm about to kink shame the developers of this game. <laughs> It's just so blatant, you know. Like, yeah, I know Larry and the developers have a have had have a, a zany sense of humor, and well, I didn't go like I we nobody expected them to go all out and have and for them to oh I don't know have some fetishes in their writing team or something, right? Well, from what we've heard, I mean, the game's got some good reviews, so I mean they're probably doing something right. I, I mean, yeah, most people are praising the core gameplay elements and that, you know, a lot of them, you got to remember, a lot of them are fans of, like, the old-school computer RPGs because, like I said, like we said earlier, Baldur's Gate hasn't had a new release for two decades. Well, look, look, let's just be honest. I mean, Left 4 Dead, I remember seeing the option to install mods that would allow you to um, have Zoe, like, bare-chested or completely butt-naked. Yeah. I mean... This has existed as third-party add-ons, but to see a first-party sort of, um, like, you, know, you know, option in-game by default... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you, don't need, you don't need mods to... Um, the to, game's yeah, adult, though, isn't it? It's not um, It's not like a G rating, is it? It's like M15 plus no, or something? At that point, you'd probably rate it as R. <coughs> R rated 18 plus at that point. But yes... Now, where did we leave off to continue the underwear side of things? Alright. Each, let's read, each recruitable companion's undies are accompanied by a few words that somehow reinforce the core of their personality. 
one of the characters, Astarian, the dandy wears reefs embroidered with the message, if you're reading this, you managed to bed me or behead me. Either way, you got lucky. I'm sorry, but I don't see a place like D&D having that as an option for, um, you know, underwear with embroidery like that. Right, or like who basically gets custom underwear with um, with a micro, you know, with a message etched onto it or in the patterning and it's like, you know, seriously. I love how it says, well, that tells you everything you need to know about the sword cost. Uh, the sword coast Oh my god! Yeah, it's like you're friggin'. Yeah, it's like they really have gone all out of the um, that sort of writing. It's like you gotta wonder what are they trying to, you know? Yeah, sorry, it's just when it comes to embroidery, there's only certain amount that people could do with the technology of the time. But to embroider something like that on the underwear, it's just... Yeah, that's not how underwear was back then. If you had it at all. Yeah. Oh, here's a, here's a, here's a, here's... There's more to this, too. Imagine this. Well... There's one more. Here's another one from Baldur's Gate 3, Underwear Lore. Gale, one of the characters, wears these Neverese briefs described like this. Energy crackles around these. Gale wouldn't... Surely he didn't enchant his... Okay. And this lets you know that Gale uses magic more than was ordinary. Wow, just like the ancient wither... wizards of lost Netheril. What the fuck did I came back to? Exactly. Right. And, and it's like, oh, you sound you sound like you're impotent. Would you like some underwear enhanced with magical libido? <laughs> it crackles with energy. What the hell? I I went away <laughs> I went away to go get a slice of pizza and I came back to the, to this shit. This is what oh. pizza cost you, Allie. This is what it cost you. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I, I'm sorry, but um, uh, I, I, I don't know at this point with this game. You know, I'm assuming that there's going to be a fan base that this is going to sort of turn off a little bit, but I wonder yeah. what the D&D franchise thinks about this whole thing, because isn't Baldur's Gate like a... It is it's part of the Dungeons & Dragons universe, that's correct. I wonder how far they can actually go. I mean, it seems like literally having sex with a bear doesn't seem to have gone over the top for like the primary corporation, but I have to wonder what will be. Right, and if it's the idea that wearing magic underpants is the next big thing, then... <laughs> they, they were like, no, having sex with a bear is not enough. Let's make this shit more degenerate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, but hey, at the end of the day, <coughs> Baldur's Gate is a role-playing game, so if that is your fantasy, well, that's pretty much a niche that you're gonna have, you're gonna end up ticking. To to the people watching this out there, if it is your fantasy, I'm king shaming you, shame on you. Mm hmm. Because it's like, now, the more you look at this, it's more like, okay, this is basically somebody's degenerate... The grand quest for degeneracy. Well, Noble brought up a pretty good point. Like, typically you can get mods and stuff for this, but I think this... Yeah, you might be right. This is the first time that an actual, like, first-party game did this. At least to this level, I think. Yeah. Because there's some pretty messed-up games out there. You have to search for them, but even like back in the day, you know, like PlayStation One, PS Two, they had some pretty crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. oh, and yes. even then, like the old, the older style of character creations for RPGs were not even this detailed. Mm, that's true. You. I remember. Honest, was... hmm? yeah. Sorry, but this kind of looks like Second Life. I mean, you're restricted in certain ways, but it looks basically like Second Life. Right. 
and then you know second life is basically a life sim the thing is like second life is a life sim <coughs> you design the character the way you want it to and all that with nothing really to hold you back other than linden's terms of service and what have you oh even linda's terms of service doesn't hold anyone back but this though this is just purebred nothing fantasy and you know they cranked up the dial for the generate all the way up and here yeah, I, I thought you know dragon age 2 the newer iterations of dragon age are pretty degenerate i i just have to ask this but um what would happen if you could actually go create a character that was basically yourself, your real self? Uh, I mean, just not like any other a druid or wizard or anything, me. but no. it's kind of like those Japanese uh, anime that's been coming out lately where you get people from our world going to some mystical place and going on an adventure. Yeah. I mean, that would be a whole other experience, though necessarily know but but alas this is what we're stuck with the you know we're now we're basically stuck with a quest to find you know magical underwear that boosts your you know your potency in the bedroom or something <laughs> are they, they going to release like a dlc for dildos and such or what is bad dragon going to take a sponsorship for this oh don't give them any ideas <laughs> they might <laughs> Uh, I honestly don't know how to feel about this right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, on the one hand, you can create pretty some pretty sexy dragon characters because, again, the dragonborn are a thing in the Dungeons and Dragons universe. Nice. On the other, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, we want go wild. Won't give you any ideas. Some pretty, pretty, yeah. <laughs> there are some pretty, pretty insane ideas. And yeah, let's um move forward. <coughs> let's um move forward to something a little bit better than that. Now, thank God. Yes, I'm mocking this right now, but I don't know how I should really feel about it, to be honest. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Just get the game if you want to. Go wild and yeah. Now to move on to something that's a bit better, a bit more cleaner, good, considerably more cleaner, and everything else in between. We have this one here. Now, who remembers a story about a Japanese man who would who'd spend a fortune making an elaborate cost, you know, a dog costume to live out his fantasy of being a dog? Very much so. Yeah, the internet exploded over this. Right. Yeah, it's been some time now, but uh, I'm sitting here thinking um, the Japanese have a couple of people like this. I mean, there's a wolf that someone wears around out in public over there. It's uh, pretty realistic looking, and I saw a video of a kid like walking up and just poking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the wolf was uh, like on the bench. I saw that one. There's a cat at a cash register and is like serving customers, and it looks pretty realistic. I mean, how does a like a collie sort of? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, Apparently... I've seen stuff at like Anthrocon and other furcons before. Like, like some people have some really elaborate uh, looking suits. And yeah, you're right. It does actually isn't mostly Japanese. They either look very anime like or realistic. Yeah, it's um, it's very very much like a big spectrum. And this is one of the more ultra-realistic ones, probably the most. And apparently the man said he went with a rough collie because its features can fool a lot of people and like to, to thinking it's real. I don't think that was his intention, per se. Right. But his intention, first and foremost, was to actualize his dream of, become, of being an animal. And so he's not, he's not a furry, he's like a Therian? Or he probably doesn't even know what that means. He probably might not even know what that means. Or both what both of them mean. But, you know what? More power to him if he wants to live his dream like that. So... I mean, that's pretty impressive. I have to say. Mm -hmm. 
And for like 14,000, yeah, that's probably a realistic estimate for something like that. Yeah. Well, not just the fur, but the craft, the craftsmanship required and all, and everything else in between. Oh yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. And of course, like, you know, and you thought fursuit prices were bad for a whole new fursuit. This <laughs> dude just went like, oh, hold my beer. Seriously. You know, if he showed up at Anthrocon, I bet he'd be a total hit. Oh, well, people that... would go nuts. Yeah. Well, dude, at that point, he'd basically be a guest of honor. <laughs> yeah, or like J-Moff or something if he doesn't want to travel. Exactly. No. If he's all that, he'd be a guest of honor straight away in J-Moff. Just like that. Because of how great the suit is, you know? And his look name at him, though. So cool. Look at him. He's out. Oh. He's out for a walk. Well, he's definitely a chunky boy, but well, you know. he did. Yeah, he he chose the collie because of the size difference between that breed and humans. Um, I I can say this, but I have seen a dog in real life that fat. Oh no, it wasn't a person, and the owners were. Um, I I honestly don't like, know how. If to you say had it. to have picked a dog breed that big to um, you know. Because of the size difference between dogs and humans, you'd what? You'd normally pick um, what? A pit bull or a Great Dane? A Malamute. That or Fair a enough. Wolfhound. Fair enough. Doberman. That's my, one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't really hide the fat. I mean, a Malamute you could, but a Doberman, not so much. They're short haired. Mm. A Greyhound, you might be able to, but you'd have to be about as skinny as a twig. What about any German Shepherds? Hmm. I guess so. I mean, you could. It might be possible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know why people are, like, so, like, concerned about this. You know, it's not like we haven't seen realistic quad suits before. Yes. But at the same token, like, people are going to react to it the way that people would because it's, like... It's so bizarre, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's, it's so creepy. <laughs> I mean, it's weird, for sure. Huh? Now, I do like um, you know, watching Ben Shapiro from time to time, and he actually d did a response video on this. And he was just like, the whole world is crumbling. Look at this degenerate. How We're moving backwards. Like, he had some really mean uh, shit to say uh, about this guy. Hold on. Um, when you say degenerate, is this guy going out and humping people's legs? No, but he insinuated that he probably would, or like piss in public. I don't know. It, it's just Ben. He's just right. You know, but all we've seen of the of this dog is that his base. He's um. All we've seen of the dog is that he's waving, waving his paw, rolling around, playing fetch, and you know, rea reacting to act. You know, real dogs. Oh yeah, that was interesting. I wonder if like if the dogs were like confused. And to nobody's surprise, the real dogs just step back. Wait, do you uh, actually have a video of him interacting with a real dog? Yes, it's on his YouTube channel. And Damn, yeah, I gotta say that's really cute roll. though. I mean no. That's so cool. <laughs> so as long as he's not going out doing anything, I'd say um problematic. Uh, nah, he's just being a dog, it seems. I don't know. I've seen yeah, worse. Being a dog. I'll be honest. I mean, this this is pretty tame compared to what can happen. Yeah. But... Oh, and the jaw moves and everything? That is so convincing. So legit, you know. Goodness. I kind of wish I was him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, quad suits are interesting. They require yeah. quite a bit of work, but they look cool. Yeah, it's just... I, I wouldn't do a, a quad suit because some can be uncomfortable. Like, some you would have to, like, bend your arms. Mm. Like, and, like, have, the, have your elbow on the, on, the, on the floor. 
as the as the fee. If if you, like if you want to do something like that, that's what I heard. Oh yeah, I, I think in, with a lot of the the pony like the brony type of suits, they have to like because you know, they have they don't have like regular feet. They have like hooves. They're flat. So yeah, I think that's what they do. Yeah, they've got to, they've got to prop themselves up with stilts and what have you, and that makes things a bit more challenging in terms of how you're gonna do it with a quad, yeah. how you're gonna move around in a quad suit. Yeah. Like, here's a speculation on town on how the man could possibly fit into the dog suit. Huh. Right, you've got the man basically using his hands as his front. You know, as his frontal paws, and then using the knees to walk around as the hind paws. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. And you can kind of imagine how unsettlingly uncomfortable it is just to, just to be tucked in that position and walk on your knees. And with a thick fur, it's super hot. You know, it gets hot pretty damn easily. I wonder how the vision is on this thing. Right. Because you can, yeah, it's, see just how, you know, difficult it is. Maybe they're like sunglasses. (coughs) Yeah, you've got, and and then just from there, the eyes, and yeah, just imagine how awkward it is, like, when you, when you try to do, move like a, you know, a dog at that point. It's well, this was his uh, his desire. One point seven million yen on this thing. So you know what? If he's having fun with it, good on you. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, maybe I'm biased because I'm a furry, but I really don't see a big problem with this at all. It just looks fun. Yeah, but at the same token, like it's it's one of those things. Though the man's also afraid of um, of venturing out in public with it too. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's a time and a place for stuff like that. It's it, it's always like kind of awkward whenever I see not always furries in public, but when they do really weird, cringe stuff, like go to Walmart and bounce around in the pets department like weird crap like that yeah yeah i don't know but here it's in things like these at least you have the advantage of going into a dog park wearing that dog suit and it's you know what you blend right in (laughs) yeah i'm sorry i'm i'm probably thinking wrong at this point but what happens if you came face to face with a dog catcher (laughs) back to the pound you go And of course, he doesn't want to break character, so he's not going to say anything in in the suit. He'll just be like, burk, burk, burk. He'd just <laughs> probably look at you naively and say, mm-hmm. like, he just tilt his head and... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, if you're speaking of the um, first shooting at Walmart sort of thing, one time I went to a pet store to get a collar for, like, one of my fur- for one of my furry things, mm-hmm. and... The worker asked what kind of dog I had, and I didn't know what to say. You could have said German Shepherd. I mean, <laughs> right? Kinda. I know, right. but it was still an awkward sort of moment. Like, yeah, like you now being put on the spot and stuff. I get that. Hmm. But all up, though. You gotta hand, you really do have to hand it to the man. It's... Yeah. Dedication. Mm-hmm. But really, yeah. Aside from that, um, I guess we'll just, you know, look at that. I guess we'll, um, we'll look at the time here. Coming a bit close, but you know what? Um, I'd say it's about, it would be a good time to, um, to wrap it up on this note. Okay. Okay. So, um, who's got a, bit of a closing statement just um, to round out what we've got for this week. 
I think we sort of tackled something we probably shouldn't have. I mean, this is old news, the whole dog thing, but... It's but now it's, like it's been a, as well. a bit of a new development in that, you know, now everyone's reacting to, you know, how to it, and now the man's gone out for a walk, and, you know, we've seen, the, you know, the student action, and now the internet's just reacted. You know, you got all these. You got all these comments saying, "Oh, this man's dedicated, and I hope this man's living this dream." To this is creepy. What you're a freaking weirdo, and you're an idiot who's got so much money to burn. But he's not the only person. There are so many other fairies that do this shit. Exactly right. Even exactly. with this level of detail, I mean, I, I don't will, get I it. Will, yeah, you got to. But there is one thing you have to admire: is that the Japanese, the Japanese. Just go all in with whatever whatever they do. The Japanese go all in with it. They're, um, they're really committed. They are pretty um, headstrong when it comes to certain things. A lot more than what you see in Western countries. For sure, for sure. But yeah, anything else you want to add about the other items, Snowball? Just to not really. Up? Just a shame we don't have uh, Disney on today. <laughs> well. It would have been great to, um, you know, like, because we all know, just as a roundup to that, the, what's it called? AIs are just taking over the whole creative industry, and it's just hilarious. You know, isn't it right? Like, you, you're watching all these, you know, all these writers saying they're going to lose their jobs, and they're like, and there's protesting against AI. The downside is they're turning around and providing companies a reason to. Yeah, for cool. sure. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. Um, so, with that on, um, Ali, is there any closing statement you'd like to add? Uh, um, yes, for one, about the whole thing of how Denver is getting rid of the, like the police uniform sort of thing that some first-seaters have been wearing for a while now for some reason i yeah i really think it's ridiculous um the second topic that we talked about i'm just like what the fuck this shouldn't be in a game I know, but, but it's in a game anyways um and about and about the other topic, uh, with the the dog costume, I, I I like I like no matter how creepy it is to a lot of people, I I like the whole dog costume thing. I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. But that's all I have to say. Right on, and Avera. Alrighty, yeah, that was fun. Uh, I'm just wondering if, it, if, like, the hotel at Denver, if they really did do that, or if it's just a cop-out for, like, uh, I mean, I don't know. Because if this was, like, their hotel policy, why all of a sudden now? doesn't really make sense, and I don't think it's going to sit well with a lot of people. And considering just how vague it is, that's going to give them quite some opportunities to, you know ban whoever they want, I guess. Or at least ostracize them. So that's yeah, not really cool. You know, by virtue of doing nothing but wear military attire to yeah, set con. That's messed up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh boy, I, I can't wait to see what kind of characters people will develop in Boulder. That's Twitter. That's... Sorry, um, X.com will become an official porn site then if people start posting screenshots. <laughs> I mean, it already sounds like it is, so might as well be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, um, Toko, the, uh, the the dog dude, yeah, I think he's pretty darn dedicated. And uh, yeah, like I said, he'd be a total hit at like JMoff or Anthrocon or pretty much anywhere. Any, so, any other Furcon, like now, it's just it's going to be a big race to see which Furcon scrambles to get him as guest of honor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty that's, much that's it like for me. Bragging rights for that one, man. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. All right. But yeah, no, it's um, 
is going to be really interesting too. Like, don't get me wrong, I was interested in Baldur's Gate three because of the fact that it's another, and I love RPG games. I really do, especially now more so. You know, when you can play as like non more non human characters like a dragon or dragon esque character. But you know, now they've made the selling point and saying that this is. We all know that the this is all like somebody else's fetish in uh, in video game form. It's just, yeah, it's just a bit much. Let's be real here. But aside from all of that, thank you to all those who tuned in. I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did making it. As always, our episodes are available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Play.fm, iHeartRadio, BitChute, and more further down the line. Alright, this is us signing off for the week. Farewell, and until next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.